guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections Coffee and Confidence. My name is Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist. This podcast is where I get to talk about all things strategic communications, including content creation and messaging. So whether you create content for your business or as your business, I know you're going to find something in each episode that contributes to your success. Thank you so much for being here today. And now, here's today's episode. Hey, hey, and welcome to this episode of Connections, Coffee and Confidence with me, Janice. I'm thrilled to bits and pieces to have you here with me today. So welcome to my new listeners and my regulars alike. I was recently reminded of how it is really uncomfortable for so many of us to talk about ourselves and what we do. We recognize the importance of the activity, and we might do it when we're launching something or at a networking event, but we do it because it's expected, not because we love it. I mean, how often do you shy away from using your own face in your social media or sending an email to your list because you feel silly or not quite prepared enough? Those of us who can, we get around it by hiring someone else to do it. And once that post is up, well, it's up. And inertia is a strong force in nature, including human nature. We're not going to take it down just because we don't like that picture, are we? And the discomfort is curious because it's almost universal. When I talk to women business owners, like they're so put together and they're so intelligent and they're so passionate and driven, and they are so oh, about their self-promotion. You know you need to do it. You know it'll do you and your bank balance good. You know you can do it. But wow, it is the easiest thing to put off because that dread, that internal angst around being so visible is pretty powerful stuff. When we increase our visibility, especially when we use our face in our branding, the benefits are measurable. And I say that with some reservation because I really struggle to find any statistics to back up that statement that are less than six years old. I mean, a lot has happened in the world, online, with business, since 2016. 
So while I'm certain that the trend has continued, I just can't find the numbers that I feel good about using to back it up. Let's say it's generally held as true that people like to buy from people. So any efforts that you can make to build your reputation in a positive fashion, it's only going to bring good things your way. It's important for you to take some steps towards building your reputation and highlighting who you are on a regular basis, even in teeny tiny steps, because it's the consistency of showing up that will make all the difference for you and your brand. So what teeny tiny steps can you take right now to make your business more visible, to make you a more obvious choice without causing your anxiety to spike and without even showing your face? Here are five little things that you can do today, starting with number one. Be clear on what you do and tell people. Sometimes we don't talk about what we do because we're actually a bit unclear on it, especially with so many services such as coaching and writing, where there's always room for evolution or shifts in client base or even in what you find yourself doing. Sometimes we do a lot of things capable of serving lots of people in many different ways. And it's tough to rule some out. But if we don't get really clear on who we want to work with and how, what they'll get out of working with us, then we risk alienating everyone. So go ahead, take five minutes right now and think about who it is you want to work with, what they get out of working with you and how they can get in touch. Now, obviously, if you sell a product, it's the same, but Just think about who you'd love to sell to or what story you'd love to carry you and why someone would buy your thing. Okay, now's the hard part. In the next week or so, tell five people what you do. You might think that people already know, but many people actually won't. They'll have zero idea and be too embarrassed to ask, or they'll think they do know so they don't need to ask. One of my brothers really had no idea what I do. He still doesn't understand. My world is very different from his and from what we grew up with, but he understands that I work with women business owners on their PR and social media and that I run a podcast. And really, that's all he needs to know. That's enough for him to say, oh, hey, my sister does that kind of thing. If he ever ran into a business owner who was complaining about needing some writing done, or podcast pitch to, or some social media work. And that's what we're looking for. For people to know enough to say, oh, hey, I know someone who, and they can't do that if they don't know. The first few people you say this to, let's just be honest, it's going to be awkward, but that's okay too. You can make it as simple as saying, hey, you know how I run my own business? Yeah, I help women business owners with their PR and social media. Basically, I create the strategy and the content to help them reach their goals without the discomfort of them having to do it themselves. Yeah, I find a lot of people don't know exactly what I do, so I also have a podcast where I talk about the same kind of things. I'm looking to bring on another client, so if you know of anyone, I'd really appreciate it if you pointed them my way. Kind of simple. Now, you don't have to add in the call to action. It depends on the situation. I don't always explicitly say that last bit, but usually if you're telling someone what you do, in for a penny and for a pound, right? So just be clear on what you do and tell people. On that same track is tip number two, which is to update your social media bios. You've done that hard work of clarifying what you do and with who, so put it to extra use. Update your bios and maybe 
maybe even break up the Canva and create a new cover for your Facebook page and your group if you have one? Do you have a different profile picture that you can use? People notice these things and it can spark some renewed interest from some audience segments. On Facebook, people will usually comment on an updated picture and that kind of activity can help the algorithm boost you a bit. So why not update your profile? Go say thanks to everyone for their lovely comments about how great you look in your picture and then post about a special or a product. Just capitalize on the momentum that you've gained. There's something really nice about updating your profile. You tend to feel more confident in pointing people towards the platform to have a look at you. And it's a low effort step to build upon. The third tip is to claim your business and verify it on Google. Now, this obviously assumes you have a website, but if you're listening to this, I'm pretty sure you do. When you claim and verify your business, even updating your location and hours, this will help you gain credibility with the Google algorithm. Now, if you haven't already listened to it, I highly, highly recommend you going back and listening to Brittany Murphy. She's an SEO marketing expert, and I had her on a few weeks ago. She talked all about how to optimize your business listing, and she went through the benefits that it'll bring you in terms of ranking and being shown to people looking for your product or service. That's season two, episode six, and I'll list it in the show notes as well. She's an amazing communicator, and even if you feel like you're not a real techie person, you are going to come out of that episode feeling highly confident that you can take advantage of this tip. It's something that only takes like five or 10 minutes of your time just to do the basics. And it creates a foundation of being recognized by a major search engine as a real live business. It should show people. It's also the foundation of being able to access your analytics and start accessing data to help you see what's working, where people are coming from, what they like, where they bounce. It involves zero showing your face. You can do it in your jammies but it does make an impact. The fourth tip, it's back to the socials, but it's not time intensive. It's a reminder that it is called social media for a reason. You're meant to be social. So what I want you to do is go to whatever platform you enjoy the most, the one you feel most comfortable on, and find five posts to like. That's the bare minimum, but it's a good start. You want to take it up a notch? leave a comment on some or all of those posts, but make sure it's a genuine comment and a genuine like as well, actually. Sometimes I feel compelled to find something to like because someone has liked a post or two of mine and I can find something to like because even if I'm not a mad fan of their stuff, I recognize the effort or their work in the messaging or the design element or something like I can like something and tap the heart or double tap or whatever in good conscience. But sometimes I struggle with finding something more meaningful than a cool or a love this as a comment. Those aren't genuine comments. The algorithm will appreciate it as an interaction, but will the account holder look at it and be like, oh, what interesting thought was behind that? Does this reaction tell me about the type of content this person wants me to make more of? Mm. So, like five posts, and if you can, leave a genuine comment. And what accounts should you be engaging with? Well, try looking at the people who are looking and liking your stuff. 
or they seem to talk about something that's close to you personally or professionally or your industry. If they've already liked your stuff and commented, like the reciprocity, that's a nice touch. People like to be acknowledged and it's not a huge time commitment. Otherwise, look up some of your commonly used hashtags or favorite groups or a business you like and you'd love to work with and start laying the foundation. This is kind of a cool one because you don't have to spend hours creating. You're acknowledging that others create and you're enjoying their work. It's nice to be nice. Take the dopamine hit. Be happy that you may have laid the foundations for a future partnership, a speaking engagement, or even open the door to your next client or customer. And the fifth tip for today, uh, it's a little bit more time intensive, but it has a longer and deeper impact. It revolves around efficient messaging, which if you've listened to me before, you'll know this is a passion of mine. What is one thing you wish people knew about you, your business, your product, or your service? Or what's the big objection that you hear from people about investing in your service or product? How do you counter that? Or what's a piece of feedback that you get all the time? So take that one thing and frame it four different ways. And what I mean by frame it is to look at it from a different perspective, approach it from a different vantage point, find four different ways of saying it or talking about it, and make each one of those ways a post for your feed. So that's a little bit esoteric. So here's an example. Say you are a private yoga teacher and people always tell you how much they love your flexible hours. So you can say, hey, did you know that my clients love my convenient hours? They don't always have the same schedule, so I work with them to make sure they get the attention that their yoga practice needs. Second way, I'm a busy person, just like you, so I have convenient hours because I know how awesome it is to have choice in when this work gets done. Third, tell a story about a time when you got frustrated with needing a service and the hours just wouldn't work for you, so you got fed up and you either went to someone else or you just forgot about the whole thing. And that made you recognize the importance of offering flexible hours for those people who really need them. And when you opened your business, you vowed to make it happen. Fourth, hey, did you know that the number three piece of feedback I get from my clients is how much they love the convenient hours that I offer? If you want to know the other two, then join my email list or read my blog, listen to my podcast, keep your eyes out for the next post, whatever. And that last little bit, that's the real gold. The way you extend an invitation for people to stick around, get to know you better, delve a little deeper. That's a message with a hook. And when you can get that, it's awesome. So you take those four pieces of content and you schedule them one a week for the next four weeks. And that becomes a weekly repetition of one of your selling features or whatever it is that you want people to know. And one of those four ways of saying the same thing is going to land with different people. The more different ways you can say the same thing, the more people your messaging will land with and the bigger impact it'll have on the longevity of your business. So like I say, it's a bit more work, but it has a longer and deeper impression. Definitely making the work worth the effort. The moral of today's story is that if you only have a few minutes or maybe an hour to do something to help with your business, be clear on what you do and tell people. Update your social media bios. 
claim and verify your business with Google. And go listen to episode six for more information on that. Like and comment on some posts. Just remember, make them genuine comments. And take one thing you want people to know about you and your business and make four posts about that one thing. Schedule them one a week for a month. I opened this episode by talking about the universality of most people feeling uncomfortable talking about their business and themselves, but that doesn't stop everyone. I also mentioned that some people hire others to do that for them. Look, it's how I pay for this podcast. And there are those who are either happy to talk about their business and themselves all day, every day, and they do it well. Or there are those who have a consistent system created to make it happen. They don't personalize it. They just work their system. Those are the people who are gaining traction, who are working the algorithms in their favor. But not everything, publicity or promotion, involves social media. And I've tried to give you a mix of suggestions that you can quickly and easily implement into your workday with an immediate benefit that lingers. If you'd like more ideas, you can get my free download with 10 additional places where you can get free publicity. And if you'd like help with your messaging or you need a system to keep you consistent, I'll leave some links in the show notes. You'll find them all on my website, janicefogarty.com. I'll also put that link for the interview with SEO marketing expert, Brittany Murphy, in the show notes. She has an amazing wealth of information, and she's a true communicator with her ability to share. Thank you so much for listening today. If you know anyone who would appreciate some quick tips on improving their or their business's visibility without showing their face, then please share this episode with them. Thank you. And if you like what you've heard today and you want some more info like this, hop on my weekly email list at janicefogarty.com forward slash email list. And until next week, my friend, have a fan-freaking-tastic rest of your day. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 